a little. I might laugh. <laughs> I mean, we're so, here to have a good. We're here to have a good time. That's all yeah, that matters. We're here to have a good time and talk about this. Talk about whatever we talk about. Welcome everybody to the committee podcast. It is your host Marcus Sniffles, and we have the OG Triple OG returning again, Miss Tribbles. Gang, gang, I'm here. What's up? Yes, and we have a special guest, Miss Summertime Shy. How are hey, you doing? Hey, hey, I'm good. How are you guys? You doing great. So I am Summertime Shy on all forms of social media. You can at me at Summertime Shy. That's S A I. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of the Mix-Up Review, so if I'm not posting on Summertime side, you can catch me at themixupreview.com. Um, you can follow that on all social forms. And if you want to know what I'm listening to and, you know, I have some good playlists out there, just hit me up. Hit the, hit the site, hit the, the handles. Word, word. Make sure y'all uh, give her a follow out there. And uh, after you follow her, let her know that New York has the best pizza no, in the United whoa. States, not Chicago. <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. We never gonna say that. <laughs> um, we will forever have this debate because Chicago has the best pizza. It's documented. I mean, come on now. I mean, I... Uh, they both they both have their faults. Um, you know, too much um, in Chicago, too thin in New York. So I mean, I if know. I can take a paper towel and like dab it with grease, I don't want it. Take it back. I mean, I just, I, I just don't want to eat like a lasagna. Like, I want a pizza. I don't want lasagna. That's all That's I'm saying. That's pizza. That's pizza's a pie. <laughs> it's a pie. You have to cook it. You gotta, you gotta bake that. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna have to come back to this discussion. Right, right, right. New York pizza versus Chicago nah. pizza. But yes. what we came here to talk about, everybody's, everybody's favorite intellectual, super deep rapper, J. Cole. You gotta have the police to listen to the mixtape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He dropped the album on uh, April twentieth, and we're gonna talk about it. Man, so, on four twenty, can we just can we just point out the fact that J Cole dropped his album on four twenty, the Smokers Holiday? Listen, I first off, so he has what three different meanings for the album? So it's it's kick, um, kill our demons, kids on drugs, and some other. I forget the third one. And but, uh, King Overdose. King Overdose. So when I go listen to it the first time, I'm like, this is clearly. Can, uh, kill our demons like all of 420 was kill our demons it had nothing to do with drugs because i was you know doing my own thing right but like yeah i think it, i think it was ironic but it played into what exactly he knew what he was gonna do like what he was right. gonna talk about subject matter wise right right exactly i mean he did talk about here's the thing i i, I got the king overdose i got the drug reference but i really like the kill our demons like did you guys have a, a chance to listen to the the meaning behind each one of those and when I read like the description for Kill Our Demons, I was like, "Yo, this nigga's deep." Like, I didn't. I, I haven't read it. I didn't. I didn't see. So, anything. so, 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 Kill Our Demons is basically J Cole saying like, "We all have to face our own internal demons, and we gotta face our own shit and basically carry our own baggage." So, so, Kill Our Demons, and then King Overdose. You know, he kind of goes into something different and. Um, kids on drugs is, is kind of something different too. But for me, Kill Our Demons was like, yo, this is deep. This is like some therapeutic, you know, heal the world <laughs> type message. That That's what I got from it too, as far as the Kill Our Demons aspect. It's like, instead of uh, using, you know, drugs or alcohol to just run away from your problems, you know, try to, you know, face your problems, face your fears, face your addictions and try to, 
you know, get rid of that stuff. And that's that's what I got from the title, Kill Our Demons. Like, what problems do you have? You need to solve your problems. You need to face your problems. And, I mean, he's, there's some there's some songs in there that, that touch on that. Oh, yeah. Right. I think in the, in the second half of the album, like, I wrote down, like, from um, – ATM down to like window pane was like a like flawless J Cole. Like I saw nothing wrong with anything that he did in that like pocket. Like when niggas be like, "Oh yeah, that's a classic." Like if it was just those songs, I would be on the classic train. Not photograph. You're not adding photograph in there. Well, I mean, I I was just talking about as far as like a section. I love photograph. I think for me, the least favorite at the moment is the cutoff. Like I get it, I get where it's coming from, but I just don't like the way it's executed. So okay. it's kind of like one of those, like, I'm, I'm going to, like, if I'm going to, 10 years down the line, I may listen to this album, I may think about skipping it once I hear it come on. But, and I thought 1985 was great, flawless fucking song. We can go deeper in, into it in a little bit, but it compared to what I heard, like the whole album, how it sounded, I was just like, it was a, a far left beat and, you know, like the subject matter was something totally different. So I don't think it fit the album, but I fucks with the song heavy. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And why we give it? Okay, so this brings up a good topic. Um, like, what songs would y'all skip? So you saying the cutoff? You you skipping that? But I think I'm skipping motivate. What? I think I want to skip motivate. Okay, <laughs> said motivate is the bit. Like, what? first off, when I the beat, it's the beat. I get like I get what he's talking about, but the beat, like the get money sample on that. Yeah, on no. No, no oh, lie, that that was oh, cool. And did you and did you catch the reference to Nuck if you book like that kind yes. of? Yes, like, no, that you can't. Like I get, I I will. I understand why you may want to skip it because lyrically it wasn't. It's kind of how I feel about the cutoff. But the beat alone, that's enough to keep it on the album for me. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. The production on that, but you got to get to the end of the song to appreciate that about the song because it just comes on and I'm like, all right, I just. I kind of want to skip to that part. So I, I don't know. That's that, And that was one of my, my biggest criticisms. And I was like, it's so repetitive. Like, but then again, it, it, somebody brought this to my attention is that it's, it's like a satire. Yes. So that's kind of how I took it. The way, you know? the way I adjusted this album after I listened to it the first time, it was just like, oh, this shit is like when Jay-Z did the Blueprint 3 album. Like many people don't rank that album as their like top half albums of Jay-Z's work, yeah. but that whole album was him addressing rumors, dissing people who had been dissing him back. And I mm-hmm. felt like with J. Cole, like a lot of these mumble rappers, um, they come at him. I mean, you know, even even the trolls on Twitter, like, oh, J. Cole music make us go to sleep, blah, blah, blah. So here he comes <laughs> with this new album. It is full of trap beats, but he talking the same shit. Like it's the same right. shit, but just like different beats. And, it, and I saw like legit <sighs> J. Cole haters, like, yo, this, you know, I may play this track again or something like that. Like, so I think it worked. I think what he did work is it, it was risky as fuck, but I think it worked. So can we talk about the beats? I'm still, I still, no, J. Cole's best produced album. Uh, see it. I, I, I saw, yeah. I saw, see, I saw you tweet that, and I was kind of like, Yes, I mean, wise, yes. I just, uh, I mean, the more I go back and listen to like his earlier albums, the warm up, right? I, I, no, I, no, I was really more like other people's beats, so you can't really talk about the warm up. No, I'm, I'm talking about just his studio albums, like it, oh. it kind of makes it, I, and we could probably save it for a different time, but I, I kind of feel like we are. Overrating J. Cole as a as a producer. Oh, I don't feel like yeah. he's that yeah. great a producer. And That's- even 
even with the the beats on this album, I didn't think the beats were the beats weren't bad. Like, there's no bad beats on this album, but yeah. but the sound he was going for, he was going for that trap sound that you know the sound that kids are listening to. And yeah. for me, it just sounded like it was like diet trap. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, exactly. like I, I listened to this diet trap. Yeah, yeah and it then is. It and was then fake. I. Like go back, go back and listen to like Cardi B's album. You're like, oh, this shit slams hard. This right, and, right. And then you listen to J. Cole, and you're like, okay, I, he's trying to get there, but he ain't really got there. Even go back and listen to like uh Big Sean's project with Metro Boom, and like obviously the lyrics aren't great, but the beats on that on that thing were pretty good. Like the beats are solid, even you know, 21 Savage and, and um Offset. Like the beats on that project were pretty hard, but the the beats on KOD just didn't really didn't really do that much for me. Not saying that they were bad, but they like the drums didn't really hit like a, a real trap beat would. But let's like we we speak about that, but let's go like okay, the the most trappiest, I guess, beat prior to this album that I, that instantly comes to my mind is like uh get off my dick from 20 what 2014 Forest Hill Drive. That was a trash ass beat. Like it went hard, but compared to what he put out now, that's a trash ass beat. So I think, like, like you said, J. Cole. I don't. I, honestly, I've never ranked J. Cole high as a producer. I just think because I think he needs to start like sh- shipping out some of his hooks, shipping out or partnering up with somebody to help him with his beats. I get you want to do the whole Russ type thing, whatever. But Cole got to understand like his ear for music ain't really as far as beat wise, it's not as great as we want it to be. Like he think it's it not. is. He ain't got to do everything. He, he ain't, ain't, the, Rick, he ain't got the Rick Ross ear. He don't he doesn't have the Rick Ross ear. Nobody has that. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever had that ear. Yeah. <laughs> like Rick Ross's ears need to be in the, in some sort of Hall of Fame when he dies. Like donate your ears to, to Nas Man. or somebody. I made this Rick Ross playlist one time and that joint was so smooth. <laughs> I said, God damn this nigga can't do no wrong. But but Sometimes Rick Ross lyrics be a little off track. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. But now J. Cole is not a producer. He's not he's not that great. <laughs> he's like he's he's okay, but people always like try to put him up there with like Kanye West oh, and stuff like oh, that. Oh, oh, wow. And I'm right. just, well, you know, because I've of never. the born center, the born center Jesus day. Like that's when the whole Jay-Z, I mean not the Jay-Z, the Kanye, J. Cole shit. But that was a nice album, though. I'm not gonna lie. That was a nice album. Yes. Now, now, J. Cole is a is a better rapper than Kanye West, but when it comes to producing songs, like Hell is, no. is J. Cole understand. is J. Cole a better producer than like Tyler the Creator or Big no, Crit? I'm gonna tell no. you a better producer than than J. Cole. That's a horrible rapper, Soldier Boy. Google. Mm, Soulja mm, Boy. Mm. Boy, honestly, Soulja Boy is trash right now because he's not taking them same beats that he was making on Fruity Loops and selling them to these SoundCloud rappers. He would be a, he would have more money than he has right now. He could probably double his worth right now if he would just go do that. Yeah, he's gonna keep them for himself and yeah. keep putting out whack. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Soulja Boy is a legend though in his own right. Soulja Boy is a legend. One yeah. of my one of my faves, but. Yeah. After like I don't know after what I can't even name the mixtape. It was like a one up mixtape. I don't know. Like he just did too much of switching his style up and drugs, and he wanted to fight Chris Brown. It, it yeah, it's it was it's over lot. for Soldier, but Soldier he he paved the way for a lot of people. We we respect. Right oh now. yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. He's, he's he, done making music. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. And he definitely, and I think that he needs to get the credit he deserves from, especially like the ATL South. Like, I don't think they really give him the credit that he really deserves, especially for the millennials, because Soldier was trapped. I mean, you know. Soldier, like, yeah, Soldier wasn't in, in that, the, the what trap sound like at that time. Soldier right. was like a trap artist. I mean, that sounds right. weird saying, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we don't. I'm pretty sure we don't get Justin Bieber without Soldier Boy. Because wasn't Soldier Boy? Hell no! You don't get. You don't get. Everybody that's popping on YouTube and, no. and Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube. Like without the success of Soldier Boy from YouTube, a lot of people don't go to YouTube making music like that. Listen, I used to get out of school, do homework, sit in front of YouTube watching Soldier Boy videos like all day. Like I knew. All when Crank that hit the radio, I was like, "Nigga, this is like a year old. What the fuck is this shit? Like, where the new Soldier? Like, I, that's how much I was inversed in like Soldier Boy but. and Soldier Boy. And maybe that's a Southern thing, man. I wasn't into Soldier Boy. I fucks with Soldier. Soldier Boy. I was still on Big Kanye. <laughs> Y'all know I was still on Kanye. Like Kanye was still popping with us. Uh, but you know, Soldier is actually what from Chicago. So that's one of y'all own. So. What? Yeah, he was born in Chicago. Nah. <laughs> Straight up, but back to back to Cole. So, uh, two quick things. So, on KOD, the actual track, he made this line that says, "Niggas ain't worthy of being on his shit." Like, how did y'all feel about? Because I, I feel like that was J Cole addressing, like, when is he gonna put like rap features on, you know, on his album? So, how do you guys feel about that? Comparing him to the other big names that are thrown in conversation, like Drake and He's uh, wrong. Kendrick. He's wrong. He's wrong. So, you, so you think you think J Cole needs features? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Now, if uh, hip hop features, because he's because he honestly, if we're gonna be he's honest. He's not good okay. with R and B features. He, J Cole is not good. He had that joint with Janet, Beyonce. None of them worked. But Miguel saved his ass. Come on, Miguel, Miguel saved. Yeah, him. that's oh, what no. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Miguel really <laughs> yeah. helped that song. Like Miguel that song saved wouldn't. That song, that song wouldn't have been as, as hot without Miguel on there. He had the one with Trey songs too. Mm. Oh, that was yeah. trash. That I mean, he messed trash. up. He he should have he should have went with a slow down song. He went with a club song with Trey songs, and, and not at that time. That was a, a wrong time to do it. Yeah. But if, I mean, if if J Cole wants to do this whole thing where he's like, "Yo, man, I don't want no other rappers on my songs," like I get that. I understand what you're trying to do. Like you want to say, like I'm the best rapper. No rapper can hang with me on my own songs, and they don't deserve to be on my tracks. I I can I can almost live with that. That's that's cool, but. I feel like there were some songs on this album that could have used an R&B feature. Like, I feel like that, because with, with that song, with Power Trip, <clears throat> he was originally going to sing the hook by himself. And Jay-Z stepped in and was like, yo, get Miguel Big on hope, this song. Hope. Get Miguel on this song. And and J. Cole eventually was like, all right, we'll, we'll put Miguel on it and we'll do it. And he just, I, I guess he had to fold or buckle down or give in to that. And at some point, I feel like the label needs to step in again and be like, Hey, you don't have to have Kendrick or Drake or any rapper on your songs, but we cannot have you singing hooks no more. Like you are, you can't, you are not Drake in that lane. We cannot have you doing that. There's plenty of R&B voices out there that you can get. You can get like Bryson Tiller, Anderson Pack, Frank Ocean, Daniel Caesar. Get somebody to do a hook for you. And you and know, know what the label's gonna say? Well, we, we, excuse me, you know what J. Cole's going to say to the label? No. 
He's gonna be like, I just—he's—he's he's projected to sell four hundred thousand, which streams and pure sales combined—I don't give a damn. That's huge for any artist today. Yeah. He's knocked off Drake's views, uh, streaming, and Taylor Swift's. Uh, look what you made on Apple Music. Like, so he's gonna be like, nigga, I hear you, but these niggas don't care. Like, I didn't know he was projected to do that. But yeah, he's projected. <laughs> they, they have him on on track to do four hundred thousand. I'm I'm still which looking is for crazy. The, I'm still looking for the pure sale number. Um, because, but I feel like he'll, I feel like he'll do more than Cardi because Cardi's pure sale numbers shocked the hell out of me. Not going to lie. Did not think people were going to get out and go buy the album as much as they, as they did. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how many of those are in pure sales, but he's going for 400,000. He he definitely, he definitely has the numbers to tell them to go suck his dick. Like I, I, I I do numbers and I put out good music. Like I don't have to do anything. And I think that J Cole is like so prideful and so like, you know, he he loves his art and he's so serious when he's like, I, I really believe him when he's like, I'm not having nobody else on my song. <laughs> like, I truly believe that he would fight that at all costs and would just be like, nah, y'all can suck my dick. <laughs> I mean, if, it when, when you're putting out those kinds of numbers, you could, it's right. almost like you can do what you want. But at some point, like what happens, what happens if he if he makes a great song and he listens back to it and he's like, yo, you know, Vince Staples would go perfect on this song. Does he do it, or does he just no, say like, does he, he just scrap it because it's like, no, I got too much pride to put someone on my yeah. on my album. I think yeah. he scraps it. I think he does. I think he scraps it. I mean, do you sacrifice yeah. like the the art form because it's like you know that he would be perfect on that song. Yes. It's just like, nah, he's I'm just good. gonna cut cut my nose to spite my face. Like at some point, I feel like he's got to, and I feel the same way about his teeth. Like fix your oh. teeth, man. <laughs> Like, listen, just do it. Cardi listen, B fixed her teeth. After watching, honestly, once Fab did it, because Fab had two fucked up teeth, right? And he fixed one, but he wouldn't get the other one fixed. And he finally fixed the second one, right? I feel like once Fab did it, everybody has to, like, if, you, if you're if you in the, like, if you're a celebrity in the eye, you got to get your shit fixed after Fab fixes too. Like, I mean, that, that stuff could be, like, a health risk, because, like, your jaw's not aligned <laughs> properly, your breathing gets met. Like, J. Cole is putting himself at risk because he did this uh, yeah. song, Crooked Smile, and he feels like, <laughs> I can't fix my teeth now, because I'm Crooked Smile. Like, come on, Jay. Like, hey, no one's going to, we ain't going to call him fake. We're like, yeah, it was time. It was time, yeah. Jermaine. You got a kid. Fix your grill. Man, whatever he do, just as long as he got somebody good to do it, because some of these celebrities be looking crazy with their teeth. Like, nah, that's because they don't go back and get them shaved down. Like, they put them in, and you got to let them like set in, and then they come shave them down. And niggas forget to shave down appointment. Like, like I know Keisha not the shave down appointment. Yeah, Nicole missed her shave down appointment like for six months. She finally went and got them, and now they fit her mouth. But at one point, Keisha finally, like, yeah, yeah, she went from bean teeth to. Just crazy horse grill. <laughs> right. He right though. Like whatever he do, just go to the right person, man. Like I still don't think Gucci real. <laughs> like I still don't think that nigga is him. Nah. <laughs> we got that clone but, out there. Yeah, because Gucci T listen, let me tell you who went to, like first off, J. Cole, he's from the South. Well, he reps the South. So he's not that far to Atlanta. Whoever did Young Thug's teeth, whoever did Gucci's teeth. Please pull up on J. Cole and save us all. That's it. Listen, and oh, and to go back to the problem with J. Cole, like not having no features on his albums, he's not gonna grow. I feel like as an artist, you have to be able to take from other artists and and improve and build on what you're trying to do to grow, to become, you know, to evolve. If you wanna be the one man show, 
you gonna, you know. But whatever, he still tells it though. I mean, I mean, how do you how do you challenge yourself in the studio? Like, right. you, can, you can only challenge yourself so many times. It's like sometimes you need right. that outside force to come in there and give you a different perspective, a different viewpoint. It's just like J. Cole's just in there bouncing stuff off of his own people, his own inner circle, and he's not really getting any outside input. And it's just like you're walking through your own little bubble, and it's just like, yeah. all right, man, like. You know, maybe you know you put a Kendrick on a song. It 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 takes you to another level. You you get a little bit more competitive about what you're doing. Like obviously, I'm not saying he's going into these albums like lazily. Like oh, I'm just gonna you know I'll put whatever out and it'll go platinum because I'm J Cole. Like he's in there trying, but right, it'd be another another level to him if you would just go in there with someone else. And it doesn't have to be a Kendrick or a Drake or these big guys. It could be you know. Someone a little less popular, like Joey Badass or someone like that. Like he can do this. Yeah, no, I'm hip. And you know what? It's um, I used to think you you mentioned on this earlier about how his earlier projects, his beats wasn't his. Like he was taking other people's beats and rapping over them. But those to me are like some of his greatest best music. Oh yeah, I, because... I put the warm up. The warm up is my favorite J Cole project. Oh, like the warm-up. Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights makes number three. I like. I, I think with me, it kind of took me back with um, Friday Night Lights. Like, that's when, like, everybody had, like, hopped on him. And I'm just, like, it. granted, it was his. It was some good shit for it to be original work as far as produced work. That like should have been That should have been his debut album. Because the warm-up literally was, like, he had J-Beat on there. Um, right. Well, what was it? What was it? To Live Quali. Like, he had a whole bunch of other people beats, which he fucking killed them. But it was just, like, with Friday Night Lights, like, I like where he was at. But, I, again, I really wasn't too crazy about a lot of those beats. But I love 2014 Forest Hill Drive. Like, that, I don't know if it came at the right time for me, but that's my number two favorite J. J. Cole project. Like, those are my big three. For, for me, I don't – I feel like J. Cole – none of his studio albums have tops Friday Night Lights for me. None of like Friday Night Lights for me is is the best thing he's done. Mm, the warm up, man. I'm gonna say the warm up, like is the warm up's not original music. So I try not to. I get when people like want to start like not really counting it because it's other people beats. But he like I can spit that shit in my sleep. Like I can probably go intro to the end with with no instrumental playing and just rap the whole thing. Like that's how much. Well, that that's always been like my issue. My only issue with J Cole is like I feel like his mixtapes and those little LPs, like the Truly Yours uh, LPs oh, yeah. that he put yeah. out, oh. or EPs. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. I feel like those were great. Mm-hmm. And then his, his, his mixtapes are great. And then the album comes out, and I'm like, okay, this is really good. This is fine. But they don't really hit me like those EPs and the mixtapes did. But you and know, that's I always think, my issue with him. I think it's because J. Cole, like, it, 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 essentially with these last two projects, he focuses in on, like, one subject. And it's like, now I have to create 15, 16 songs around this one concept where it's more like, I don't know, like, I hate to use it because I don't agree with it either. But you know, like Drake, Drake just will like throw shit out and see if it'll stick. And like most of the shit that sticks, that's like goes down to be like some of Drake's best work. And I'm like, sometimes I just want like Cole to just be like, I'm just going to put out an album, like kind of what he did with the first album. First album was really all over the place, but I think it had a lot of good songs on it. So it was a poorly put together project, but like it had very yes. strong songs yeah. on it. Um, compared to like you look at Born Center, like he went through a, like a, a theme with Born Center. It's a theme probably in uh, 2014 Forest Hill Drive, but like it's not as 
I guess, for, uh, like push Force. forward. Like, uh, what was the other one? For your eyes only. Like, for your eyes only. Like, it clearly told a story about this guy that he knew, and he he summed it all up in the last song. So you knew, you know, you knew where his head was at. I feel, I feel like Jay Cole is like Nas. He's like, he's like he dope. Be Nas really bad. So bad, right? And it's crazy because he had that song. But it's like, it's like he got the stories like crazy, the imagery, the metaphors. Like he paints the picture literally with his words, like real similar to how Nas does it. But just like Nas back in the day, like low key, he didn't, he didn't be known to have the best beats. <laughs> like Nas yeah. just never know what's happening. I mean, now we look back on them and be like, yo, they're classics. But at the time, like I remember, like at the time, Muggs, Double X, you know, Muggs be clowning him about, you know, that'd be one of his things too, is like his beats is boring. And, you know, he always talking about some conscious stuff, you know. Yeah. But, you know. I, I, to be honest, it'll that's how it'll probably end out for J. Cole. Um yeah. you know, the way Snip said, like he kind of prides itself on it, it being his own shit and eventually it's gonna get i mean i won't say it's gonna get played out it's gonna get boring but like that concept mm-hmm. and then it's just gonna be like all right you know cold the knives of this generation and you know I, I hate to say it but well not as far as business wise but kind of how he's moved his career Drake will be like the j cole of it it's kind of like the talent you know it may be a little bit more talent on this side but yeah. this side sells it a lot better than the other one so um, now Drake is unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate to say it. Like I'm not really a huge Drake fan, but you can't you can't shit on what he's doing. Like he's he's a man. But I guess in the okay, so the last song on the album. So we talked about how it doesn't necessarily. Well, for me, it doesn't necessarily fit the mold of what we heard, you know, for the tracks prior. But he was. I won't really consider it a diss track. Like a lot of people are like, oh, he did such and such. And I'm like, I feel like it was a stern talk. It was a lesson. Kind of how like your mama, like she ain't coming in the room and beat your ass. She just sat you down and was like, why why would you do that? Like these are the things that are going to happen to you when you continue to do these things. Yeah, like he he definitely, nah, I agree. He did did a big brother moment, but who was he talking to? Like apparently Lil Pump. I heard Lil Pump was, was, but he, uh, but he verbally said, like in the song, he was like, "You look like, like you look like me." Like any, I think he called him like a black dude or something. Like he was speaking to some rapper that was black. That's and I'm right. Like, so I did ask that on Twitter. I was like, "Is Lil Pump black?" Because he said in the song, he's like, "I like seeing black kid, black kids make money." So I'm like, "Is Lil Pump black?" Because that nigga look white. <laughs> right. That's what I'm trying know. to figure out. Like who, who was it? I mean, I a part of it could have been Little Punk. I mean, he was addressing a lot of people, but that black when he said that black line, I was just like, "Who the fuck like openly came for J Cole?" That well, was a black Little Little Pump is acting like he was being talked to because he put out he's put out two videos now talking about like you know you're going at a 17 year old, and then he just put out a video today I think talking about oh you just gave me so much clout for talking about me. So I mean, a, a hit dog is hollering right now. I don't know if he was actually right. talking about uh, Lil Pump, right. but Lil Pump feels the way. I see some um, this dude named Smoke Perp. Um, oh yeah, 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 Smoke Perp. Yeah, he he led he led some chant at his concert saying "fuck J Cole." He black, maybe it's him. Maybe, I don't know, but you know, him. you know, the, the young dudes they're gonna take this as an opportunity to promote themselves on this. They're gonna be like, ah, I got J Cole talking about me. Like that's kind of how they finna take it. Well, that's that. I feel like that's kind of the. I don't want to say it's an issue, but that's the part of rap that I don't like right now is that someone gets at you on a song, and in return you get on Instagram or on Twitter. You don't get in the studio. 
Like right. Lil Pump get in the studio and and get back at him. That's I, like I'm fine. I'm totally okay with all of that. That's what I want with my rap music. Like someone throws a shot at you, get in the studio. Don't get on Twitter. Like right. nah, man, Twitter fingers nah. or whatever. Like nah, man, get in the studio. They they they. You already know they're not really rappers. They just some people that trying to get up out the hood. Like everybody think they can be a rapper just to get up out the hood, but. Nah, they're not about that life because they're not lyrical for real. They can't spit for real. So I mean, they're, not those, they're not. They're not coming at J Cole like lyrically. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. I mean, it'll be, <laughs> the best it, you can do is get your fans, right. your Instagram followers, your Twitter right. followers, just family members. Like, that's, right. that's it. That's um, it. And flash money. <laughs> so I guess being like being uh, uh, the writer over at the Mixer Review, like you, you probably get spam with you know SoundCloud rappers or oh, man, you probably pay day. attention. You pay attention to the to the SoundCloud rappers or the mumble rappers, like. How do you and feel so, about it with you being so immersed in like hip hop oh culture? Gosh. Like, how do you and feel about mumble rap? I just, I hate it because okay, so like I I, I started the site kind of before, way before, not way before, but before mumble rap really even got like popping or whatever. And back then, it was just like trap beats was like the thing and like selling drugs and shit. And now it's like everybody want to talk about using drugs, and I'm like, I don't want to hear this shit, <laughs> and I just. I can't, I can't take it. And everybody sounds the same. And then, you know, and I, and I do reviews, you know, saying for, for a little living or whatever, you know, I, I pay people, like people pay me <laughs> for me to tell them like, yo, you're trash. Um, it's just odd, but whatever. And, and it's just the sound of just like, I'm using drugs, the future, like slow mumble, just I'm too high to function type shit. And you just be like, all right, man, I can't, can't digest this. Uh, the so do you not have any so do you you don't have any favorite newcomer that's not like on the conscious like you know what young thug oddly enough like up front young thug got some tracks though like i barter be, five I, barter five is a classic listen <laughs> want to talk about it barter listen. five is a fucking classic yeah listen i can't lie like young thug he he got some shit but he, his recent project i wasn't feeling that i still wasn't nah. feeling that the one with feature? yeah one with nikki on it and the yeah new, that like shit the anybody was bad. Yeah. yeah that shit was bad new, I, I newer like thug that. has been has been struggling to find i think honestly jeffrey wasn't my favorite but i think jeffrey was where he peaked especially within the like as far as commercializing himself and yeah. i think now he's trying to like do that weird thing where he's fi- trying to find a sound and he's gonna right. realize because i think like rich homie kwan just did it like a lot of people didn't listen to the album because at this point he's like off the radar but he right. went back to like his sound on his first couple of projects compared to what we heard with him and thug teamed up on a mixtape so yeah and it's crazy to see them separate like you I, i've I'm kind of used to seeing them in the same vicinity, but I heard they wasn't rocking with each other no more. Like they kind of split up. They're not really. Well, they're back court from what I, from what I see via social media, they're back cordial, cordial now. Uh-huh. Um, I just think it was just mostly a misunderstanding. Like a lot of people thought that young thug and Bert, I'm not uh, young thug and rich homie were like an actual like group and not two separate artists. And I think they had like identity issues. Yeah, you know, like you just said, you see one, you looking for the other, and I think they wanted to be their own like two men because before that project, they had collabed multiple times. Like the first time I heard Young Thug and Rich Homie Quan, honestly, was on Gucci Man's Trap House Three mixtape. That was the first time I got, like ever heard who they were, and then I went yeah. and found their work after that. So I think they've always kind of been a package deal, and I think once because Rich Homie kind of took off before. 
uh, Young Thug. And then mm -hmm. when they teamed up together in their lifestyle, like that really just put them, you know, on yeah. Front Street because that was that was heat. That was classic. But yeah, um, no, it was. Mr. Here's the crazy thing about it to bring it back full circle. If there was no Soldier Boy, there would be no Young Thug. <laughs> there would be no Rich Homie Quan. All right, go ahead. There'll be no one. So Sniffles, do you do you have your a favorite mumble rapper? Like, uh, I don't know if they're considered mumble rappers, but Migos, like, oh, do, are they considered mumble rappers? Because I feel like I can understand what they're saying. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I mean, I mean, you can understand what a lot of the mumble rappers are saying, but you know, that's just kind of the term we've stamped on. Yeah, I think I we, I think we learned how to understand. I ain't gonna lie, I did not understand what they were saying. Wow. And then, I think okay. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair thing to say because I think when I first started listening to like you know, if you've never heard Twister rap before, that first time you hear him rap, you're like, yeah. I have no idea what this yeah. guy is saying. But then you start to listen to it more, you can kind of get the cadences, you can start to hear them. So you can now understand them. And I feel I feel like that's what happened with to me with Migos, because when I listen to them, clear as day. Like I have no issues understanding what they're saying. I thought Culture was one of the best rap albums to come out in 2017. It was in my he top put five. It in his top five of last year. <laughs> but I stood by it. And I mean that that was a year when uh, like Jay-Z and Kendrick and, and who else? Ben Staples, two chains. Girls love trap music. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I stood by that take, I, and I still stand by. It. Like that's that was a great album for me in 2017. And the only, I mean, I feel like there's a place for mumble rap, if if that's what you want to call it. Like there's a place for that. Like oh yeah, there's young there's young kids out Absolutely. here that I mean, and is that's what that's what hip hop is. I feel like we, as we get older, we start to forget that hip hop is like the young person's music like the kids yeah. the kids determine what's cool and right now certain people of a certain age are kind of you know we're stuck on our like jay-z Nas, outcast two chain stuff and there's other kids who are like nah little punk takashi 69 which uh, is Migos. crazy it's and that's sad like uh, i'm sorry I mean, that, but the, the, the like, six nine that's sad. You, <laughs> you, you, you say you say it's sad, but there's there was we 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 forget there was a moment where I when know. Southern rappers started coming out. Laffy Taffy, we went up for Laffy Taffy. Hey, yeah, <laughs> can't get mad at Gummo. Yeah, like, we can only do so much. We can only do I so much. Mr. Bubblegum, Mr. Chico, no, I, I'm oh. different. I'm different. You, I still hated that shit. Yeah, Life is Heavy was it. It was a it was a moment. Like a lot. Like and that's it was what I think, definitely a moment. Definitely a moment. I, and I, and I feel like that's where we're at in hip hop. Like it's we're in that little awkward moment where like shit don't really sound good, but like we, we know it's not gonna mature until we when we talk about classics. We're not gonna bring up Takashi Six Nine. Right. Like we're right. not gonna bring up Designer. Like those things are not gonna happen. But when we go back to like, oh, you remember when Panda came out? Like you know, like it was on you, fire. You're gonna. Yeah, have, I remember. You're, you're gonna reflect on the moment. So you're I feel right. like. If Damn, for, for, for me, it took it took a long time because I was like, fuck little Uzi Vert, fuck little Yacht, like fuck. And then it was like, it, it took my little cousins, like, just listen to it. Like, don't compare it. Cause if you compare it, you're gonna find a million of people that sound better. And That's so like, I, started. I just started just listening to it for what it was worth, like just saying, like, compare you to nobody. I'm like, oh shit. Like when I be telling people I'm a bad baby stand, people be like, oh my gosh, she's I'm like, just listen to what she say. I don't give a fuck who wrote it. She sound good saying it. Yeah, doesn't and it go kind of hard. I mean, that, I that fuck if Cardi don't write her shit. Somebody wrote it. Listen, Cardi B is and it go hard. Like, nah, I'm still playing Cardi B. I try, I'm trying not to wear Cardi B out, but 
not. And the crazy thing with Cardi B, once you press play, you got to go through the whole album. Like you, you, you have, have to. You can't you really even do. You can't even be like, oh, let me skip. No, like which is crazy. Like because I, I like I it is my shit. That. I like it is my shit. I'm in the in the morning scrambling my eggs, listening to it. <laughs> yes. Nah, Cardi B's whole album is 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 a jam for real. Back in yeah. get up, knock me down times. But I get up ten, like it's it's classic. I ain't gonna front. Like I'm saying Cardi B's album is a classic. Mm. Mm. Listen, and I'm gonna follow up with you. That's, you know, that's it, premature, it, I know. Listen, in typical Howard fashion, I'm gonna piggyback off mm-hmm. off of our co-host and I'm gonna go out and say Hey. Cardi put out a rap album. I'm still waiting for Nikki to drop a rap album. So, uh, so mm. honestly, tell me, talk you know, about it. Like, I I want to say Little Kim's The Naked Truth, as far as like being an album. I think that's the best, like, the last best rap oh. female album we've had. Oh, that yeah, was, that what, was 04, like four oh five. Right, right. Now that was like Foxy, Foxy Brown, like that. And it was a and it it was a great freshman album. That was the thing about it. Like, it was like. She did it. Like she did. Look, Kim's formula. She did it, and she killed it. Hardcore. That's that's what the album gave me. I felt like it was hardcore. I have what hardcore is. Look, Kim was that for Cardi B. And Cardi B show reigns supreme because Jay Z touched her belly at Coachella this past weekend. Shout out to Hove. Um, but- How do y'all feel about that? How do y'all feel about pregnant women? on stage okay so i heard that on uh, the xm today like i was listening to torre um on hip-hop nation he asked the question and like i feel like if it's jay-z coming to touch my stomach like i'm i'm coming out my clothes like touch but we all know how you feel about jay-z though right so but if it's but that's if it's not a helpful random person like hell no do not touch me like you mm-hmm. could like i believe in like transferring of like energy and souls and shit like you are like let me clear let me get you through my processor like before you can interact with my child like you i wouldn't let some random stranger just walk up and touch my baby like after i birthed it so why would i let you touch my stomach so how do you feel about her being on stage yeah that's all i was at. i was asking uh if you were talking about just jay-z touching the belly or cardi b actually performing on stage being pregnant I think- I mean, she, she, listen, if she would have not done that, she would be in a financial burden. Like, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you got women out there. Like, I'm pretty sure Serena was still working out as she was pregnant. We see it all the time. Um, you know. She, she won a tournament while she was pregnant. I, mean, right. I had never seen a pregnant woman pop pussy before on national syndication, but it's Cardi. Like, it's like, even when you saw it, it was just like, oh, shit, that's Cardi. Like, I didn't feel like her child was endangered. I was just like. No, uh, absolutely not. But, you know. The the internet streets is like nah she should have she should sit down. I haven't heard. I, I I'm surprised I haven't heard that. I haven't seen people saying that. That's cool. I've been trolling comments. That, that sounds Facebook, like Facebook definitely told her to sit her ass down. I, I don't know about Twitter, but Facebook told her to sit her ass. Down. That sounds about right. That sounds about right coming from Facebook. That yeah, right from <laughs> <laughs> that is some real Facebook shit. Everybody is so holier than that on Facebook and shit. And um, yeah. So I guess moving forward. You're you from the shot town, so we yes. talked about the pizza, you know, yeah, that's our own little thing. But who I who at one point I considered the king of the shot, Mr. Kanye West, like, oh, yes. what's what, what's going on via Twitter? Like, you know, Kanye what? is dropping gems. Let me tell you, I just wrote an article. Oh, wow, <laughs> oh, wow. that was not on. what I thought. <laughs> no, all right, so he's 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 going left and right with it. I know y'all, y'all, I know Kanye was crazy. 
Everybody know Kanye crazy. All the geniuses just be crazy out their mind. But he be saying some some good shit. You know, hit my favorite t- tweet for him since he got back is, um, your creativity is your biggest currency. It's your most important currency. And I was like, that's so real. Like your creativity is how your ability to like bring new ideas is your best currency. Cause nobody can take that away from you. Like, for instance, I make playlists all day long and I realize I'm like, yo, I keep having these ideas for these playlists and it just keep coming and coming and coming. And I'm like, it's not stopping. Like nobody can take your creativity away. So like protecting that, I was like, yo, that's deep coming from Kanye. And then he, I know he went on the, the Trump thing and I, I came back that. <laughs> I came back that, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like, okay. So I don't really, be, I don't really believe or subscribe fully a hundred percent to like astrology and shit, but like Kanye's a Gemini. Okay. Yeah. And, I'm a Gemini, so I really like wholeheartedly believe I really understand what Kanye be coming from, and I Me really too. do because it's like sometimes we speak, like especially with Twitter, like you can tweet something, and as you're tweeting it, like 50 million things like process through your brain as you're like typing out 280 characters, right? And then as you get seeing it, you're about to start, your mind will just go blank, but then you go to the next thought that you're gonna make after that. So I think a lot of his, especially a lot of his quote unquote crazy tweets, I think they are like he processed them well in his head but his fingers were moving slower than his brain and he couldn't get it all out. That's not to say that I'm caping for Kanye, but I just, I get how his, his arguments are choppy. Do I agree with the shit with the, the political shit? No. Right. I, I mean, am I going to jam this tape on June 1st? Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Sure yes. am. I don't give a fuck. So, I mean, good music so, summer. Can we get yeah, so, I mean, in the midst of all of those crazy tweets, whether they whether you took inspiration from them or you got upset, he dropped gems and told us we're getting new music from Pusha T on the 25th. We got his yeah. solo album on the 1st. You got him and Cuddy on on the 8th with which I'm so ready for. Nas on the 15th and then the biggest sophomore like expectation. Tiana on like a million Tiana Taylor. Yo, oh, I'm so ready. Seven was my joint. And I remember it came out with Forest Hills Drive. Yo, at the same time, I was blasting both of them. I was like, Listen, oh man. Tiana, I'm so scared because everyone knows the sophomore slump. Like even, even if your sophomore album bumps, like you're going to fall off in some aspects. So I'm really interested to hear how she approaches this album because Seven was done flawless. It yeah. was very underlooked. Like, it, I mean, yeah, like, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what Def Jam was thinking. Like, Tiana, she had the single. She had Pusha T on the single, I mean, on the release. Who else was on that song? Um, Was it Yo Gotti was on her single, her lead single? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it so was. yeah. So she had, so she had the crossover, let me play it on the Rap Station song. Then she had a feature with Chris Brown. Right, with Chris Brown, the fab, like. Like, she had the, she had the features. The Her solo songs were great. Like. was amazing. That song? Like. <laughs> that whole album was just great, and I just that don't understand was. why no one takes her seriously as an artist. I get how we were introduced to her. But I think as she proved herself. I think seven, she truly proved herself. But the people behind her didn't didn't pump those dollars into into her brand, and I Kanye, think that's why Kanye even said that he didn't put enough effort into 
pushing her, you know, her she album. She should have been what SZA is. Like, she should have been like. SZA should have been Grammy, top Grammy nominated R&B album. That's how I feel. Yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, think... she, she's and she's better than SZA. Hell yeah! Tiana can sing. Listen, Tiana can sing. I'm not. I I'm, I don't really check for SZA. Do I play Broken Clocks to the top of my lungs? Hell yeah! Do I sing in the weekend? Hell yeah! But are we? If we're talking about pure raw vocals, I'm taking Tiana fifty million times out of one. Like I'm just going to always pick did Tiana. You, did y'all hear? And I love SZA, but did y'all hear her at Coachella? That's how SZA sounds, yes. honestly, in real life without the without the studio. <laughs> that was not. Oh, my throat was sick. I was nervous. No. I'm so, you don't have the vocals. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous about next month now. Like everybody keeps saying this because I'm I'm gonna go see them in, on tour next month, and everybody's like, "Yo, SZA just doesn't sound good live. Like she's just not a good live singer." I've I'm heard like, that. Fuck. Oh, like, oh man. It's and like I feel like she's she's real to me. She's really the female Bryson Tiller. I think ah. Bryson. And listen. Bryson's first album was great. I think her I debut that, album man. with Control being was great. I think both albums coming out were great. I think they sound really good with, you know, messing with levels, being in the studio. But once you get to those intimate crowds, if you ever, like, if you ever go just like YouTube a Bryson Till til, uh, a concert or YouTube a SZA concert that's not Coachella, you hear the crowd more than you hear her. So she relies, so both both parties rely on their guests to kind of, like, amplify their singing. And then they'll hit that little one little run. So you think, like, oh, shit, they didn't yeah. get it. And then, that's yeah. That's Nilly Vanilli. Yeah. Nilly Vanilli. Y'all have seen, we've seen it a hundred times with Mariah Carey. <laughs> We know the drill, man. But. So, Sniffles, you just mentioned the TDE tour. And, like, one of the things I wrote down with basically the first, that little first chunk of summer is all good music. Do you think good music will do a tour like how TDE is taking everybody out on the road and, you know, kind of having a chance to show their talents to, you know, grab new grab new new fans because Kendrick fans may not be SZA fans or J-Rock fans. Yeah, that's, you know? I, I think uh, the artists on good music because it's going to be like Kanye, Pusha T, um, Kid Cudi, Big Sean is an artist, but he, he doesn't have any music coming out. But I feel like those artists are a little bit, I mean, I feel like they're a little bit too big to go on a joint tour with Kanye. Like, because... Schoolboy Q is kind of getting up to that level of Kendrick, but like J Rock is still, he's not a big act. SZA just kind of got on. Yeah. Um, Absol, he's been around for a good little, not he's been around, but he's not a well known name. And the same with like, you know, Skywalker and um, Isaiah Rashad. Like those, those aren't big names and they kind of need to be around Kendrick a little bit more to, to get their names out there, to get people interested in their music. Like, Big Sean can go on tour by himself. Pusha T can go on tour by himself. Not really. Big I, Sean, wait, Big Sean. Big Sean had to cancel that tour because that tour wasn't. Well, you know, he he had to cancel that tour because it was a bad idea. Because he was doing that. Because <laughs> he was doing that thing where it's like, all right, I want the fans to pick the songs that I do tonight. Like, no, nigga, yeah. like, come up with a set list, drop some new right. shit, and like, do it. Like, nah, don't don't do that. That tour didn't go through. That's crazy. No, I can't cancel it. 
him. No wonder I didn't hear anything about it. <laughs> and and it might also hurt him that his last album wasn't that great. So it, it wasn't. If, if can, I, was can I go on a really quick Big Sean rant? Like, let me tell you, uh, this is what went wrong with this is what went him. wrong with Big Sean. Big Sean came out with what Dark Sky that whatever that long ass title was. It's Dark Dark anyway. Sky Paradise. Yes, yeah. that that album, which was a fucking amazing album from top to bottom. Had a couple skippables, but for the most part, it was a really solid album. And he had one of the bigger release for that year. He did not get a Grammy nom, right? Which I thought he got snubbed. And I was like, well, shit, like he couldn't even get blessings with Drake and Kanye to get nominated. Nothing got nominated, right? So he gets snubbed. And then the next album comes out and it sounds totally different. And I think they crushed his spirit and that pocket that he was in because Big Sean has been up and down with his music for a very long time. Well, he like, was like, he had a little mini run though cuz he had that Detroit mixtape yeah, first. Detroit, Detroit and then, then Dark Sky Paradise and I was like, "Oh, oh, Big Sean, he's coming." Like he's right, he, he was about to five. and then he just said, "Fuck it." Once the Grammy said, "Fuck this album." And I was like, "No, you stay in that pocket, my nigga. Like that's you. That's who you are. 2088 is great. Keep doing that, but this Dark Sky like this is you. This is your yeah. sound." And then he went and gave us this like inspirational ass album, like the few songs on it. Don't get me wrong, but you know, give us this emotion. I mean, like this, like oh, you know, I, I feel like I've done everything, so I'm gonna do it all over again. Themed ass album, and it's just like no. And the joint with Metro Boomin, like that was just trash. I, mean, I hate Metro Boomin. That just was. Yeah, I'm that was out there on the podcast. I'm that not- was a that that was a money grab, honestly. Like that was just a money grab. Like that album wasn't inspired. There was nothing behind that. It was just like hey. We're, let's just put out a, a, a couple songs together and let's see if we can generate some hype. And it didn't. And it didn't. But but he put he put my bitch Cash Doll on and she tore up her part on so good. So that is true. I always forget. She did rip it though. I'm and, I, and, and I kind of wish I, I was kind of looking forward to like Kanye tweeting like, uh, "Oh, and we got some big Sean for you," because it's just like he he needs uh, he needs to bounce back. Like I know he did a song called about whatever, but listen, he took he needs to bounce back. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he took an L, but he needs to bounce back. Like he need to put out uh, some, some hot shit, man. Like that that I lost. decided wasn't it. Yeah, man. he, lo- he it. lost. He lost his moment. He he, he lost. lost when I saw Big Sean doing chore- like a choreographed routine to bounce back on national television. Oh yeah, I like that's that. when I knew Big Sean was gone. Yeah, he was I was like lost. that. Like I, you know, he may drop and I may check it out, but the whole giving hope. Unless he Sean. has some like amazing bomb beats. And he gives us. I mean, all it it takes is a Kanye West tweet. Like, if he's like, yo, I'm producing this album, everybody's going to be excited for it. No, this is what Kanye should tweet. Kanye should tweet, it's no Big Sean album because we're going to give you 2088 part two. Boom. Uh, Millions and billions retweets. We're waiting on the album. Like, I don't really want, right now, 2088 was good. Compared to what we're about to get, like in regards to, you know, new Drake, all some good music, you got the joint album with B and J coming, like all this shit coming. Big throwing Big Sean out there would not excite me. It'll just be like, oh. Like Big Sean is really Well, he needs to he needs to prove himself again. Yeah, he gotta start over. He he needs, he needs uh Janae IQ to be honest with him in the studio. Like she needs to be real with him because I, I saw an interview with her, uh, I think she was on Hot 97, it was like maybe a year or two ago when they were promoting the album. And she was like, yeah, Big Sean is the best rapper I've ever worked with in the studio. And I was like, I was like, hold on a second. You don't work with Kendrick, Drake, right. J. Cole, Childish Gambino, Vince <laughs> Staples. Like, there's a lot of good rappers that you've worked with. You mean to tell me that Big Sean is better than all of them? 
you clearly are in love with this nigga, like for yeah. real. Like, well, like, so like his, the his tattoo, the tattoo wasn't even that big a deal. It's when she said that, and I was like, oh, this, she, oh, she loved this nigga. <laughs> but if you listen to 2088, she did say he wrote like over half of that album. And like, if you go listen to it sonically, like, like basically listen to the lyrics, it sounds really good. Um, so I think she may be meaning that, but as far as like delivering and building the song, hell no, she cannot mean that. That's the best artist. Like maybe. No. Creating the content, possibly, but executing the content? No. no. He might not even be in the top five best rappers she's ever worked with. He <laughs> might not be in the top five. But maybe maybe he just needs her in the studio with him to bring that out of him, because yeah, I don't know, because this this I decided, and whatever he did with Metro Boomin just wasn't it. Like, yeah. it I'm was, over it. But, uh, I, whatever. Next. Who's next? <laughs> So, okay, so with the tweets, do you feel like it's going to hurt anyone numbers? Like, just, like, imagine Tiana Taylor finally gets her, you know, Kanye West moment, her albums being tweeted out, and then, like, two two tweets later, he follows it up with, like, some All Life Matters crap. Like, how do, do you think those fans that have, may have possibly wanted yeah. to, like, check out the music, will it affect the artists that he's promoting? Do you have no, like because no. Kanye's, Kanye's producing is, is different from Kanye the artist, so, nah. I feel I like mean, people people nowadays are pretty good with se- uh, separating, like especially Kanye. They're pretty good at separating his Twitter account from the music that he makes. Because if he if he drops some fire ass beats and some good ass songs, they'll they'll just unfollow him on Twitter and listen to the music. Like, so how yeah. long does that work though? Because like for me personally, for me, like it took a long time. Like I don't know what it was, but it took a long time for me to just get fed up to not be able to listen to R. Kelly's music. You know, like I've been like I've been knew the allegations. I've kind of figured out they were true, but it was just like, no. But step in the name of love, like yeah, I'm still at that phase. And I'm like, and so now, like today, I'm got my iTunes on shuffle and like some shit from Twelve Play come on. I'm like, oh, that's my shit. But I'm like, nah, like I can't. Like I just watched this little documentary about him like two days ago. I'm like, I I know. I personally, I feel like I do a really good job with separating the the art from the artist, but like, R. But Kelly's do, a different. Do you, do you separate Michael Jackson and his allegations? Uh, first off, well, the two on this uh, podcast are really like, I'm not going to say we're anti-Michael Jackson, but we don't really hype up Michael Jackson. I'm more of a Prince uh, fan. And, I'm more of a oh. fan. So, okay. I, mean, I, listen to my, I listen to Michael, like the classics, but I'm never like, oh, if you go to my, my it's Michael Day. Like, nah, it's just like, oh, it's a shit on. I'm going to sing along because you know Michael Jackson music, but I don't know. I just think like, it's finally bothering me inside of my home with R. Kelly. Like when the whole Fab shit was going on, I was like, you know, I'm not going to tweet that I'm listening to Fab. But right. So it's still going to get played. Exactly on the anniversary. Like, even when I'm in my house, I'm like, damn, do I even really want to like listen to R. No, Kelly? No, I'm hip. I'm hip. You got to just play the Step in the Name of Love joints. That's all the ones I play. I can't listen to a slow jams like I used to. Maybe, well, maybe that's it. what I need to try. Like not the slow jams where you can yeah, don't, play don't, the tempo shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> TP2 reloaded though. <laughs> Yo. So you can't really abandon that album. Now that you point that out, because like first of all, I, I'm sorry. I'm I don't know. I'm not I, I'm not politically correct with that. I know he's a messed up, sick individual. But man. In my in my heart, I wish like 
we could just like take away his royalties from his music and then like put it into some other black person name and then I can stream the music and they make money off of it. Right, like, like R. Kelly has vibranium type powers with music. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga is like the Black Panther of R&B. And somebody That's needs to strip him. That's the fuck he is. <laughs> he is. And somebody just needs to come strip him. Who could, but who could be like, mm-hmm. like, I guess, scandal was Eric Bell, Be- uh, what's his name? Eric Bellinger. Yeah, Eric Bellinger is not saving R and B. But let's let's look at it from like a general scale. Like scandal aside, who could topple like R. R. Kelly is like like let's uh, again, listeners, let's put his scandal shit aside. Like, let's just focus Please. solely on the music. Please. Who could like come scandal in as aside. far as R and B wise? You know, whether you look at it from a writer, a producer, or an artist, like who could come out and just be like, fuck R. Kelly. I'm the shit. I'm the new man of you know of this shit. Who can do that? I I originally I thought it was gonna be Trey Songs. No. That's why that's why I thought it would Trey be Trey Songs actually tried to beef with R. Kelly. Oh no, 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 it was, no, it was Aaron Hall. But he, R. Kelly and Aaron. He just he just kind of got away from the vocals and started doing the whole thing where R and B rappers want to or R and B singers want to be rappers. And that's where BT killed Trey Songs. That's the hot take. Yeah. BT killed Ooh, Trey Songs. That is a hot take. And Trey um, Songs isn't creative. That's the thing about Trey Songs is that he's just like not a creative person for real. He can sing, but he's not. He, R. Kelly is creative. He made Trapped in the Closet. Like, with, yeah, my which G. is probably one of the best. Like, I used to get up like in the morning and they were like oh yeah we dropping that new trapped in the closet part three i'm on my way to school in the car my mama we got that shit blasting like exactly yeah i mean he's the kind of dude who can make a song out of anything like who can make a song out of anything you just look at rappers do that a lot you know you see rappers do it all the time when they freestyle but with r&b he was very versatile yeah Yeah. versatile with his with his content and he's a good, a great vocalist, and he he produces his own beats. I think for the most part, yeah, he's, a, he's a great song. Like he's arguably, if we're talking about just most talented from singing, producing, yeah. writing, you, you know, know, arrangements, all that stuff. Like R. Kelly's gonna be in the top ten, if not top five, like all time. Like he's that great. Oh Listen, yeah, absolutely. you know who we can get to replace Rapey as R. Kelly, <laughs> Babyface. Yeah. Babyface, yes, R. Kelly. I just thought about it because, like, um, yeah. baby, it, as far as like party hits, hell no. Like, you yeah, can't. I was gonna say, but, like, I, I thought we were talking like maybe like someone up and coming, like Babyface could never give us the ignition remix. Okay, that just was a that was a, a great moment, and the fact that I know that he wrote the ignition remix first and then wrote. The part one <laughs> second really makes part one like the better song. But Babyface really did every fucking thing too. He just don't have any like real big like club hits. Like so, so, so are you talking about just like replacing? Yeah, like, just in general, any... like not like new niggas. Like I mean, if I it's thought, a new okay. nigga, they could do it. Yeah, but just in yeah, general, Babyface is a strong. People. Yeah, Babyface is a strong is a strong R and B king. Or, you know, Quincy Jones. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can't top those two. Those are the writers. Smokey Robinson. Um, you know. What about Lionel Richie? Because Lionel Richie had hits, too. Oh, yeah. Long was a bop, nigga. Yeah. Like, huh? <laughs> yeah, and he was more poppy. He was crossover-like. Um, but 
he didn't give me soul like how like smoky or um you know kind of the others like he didn't give me he didn't give me the soul like that for real he gave me the the funk <laughs> i guess what so about is it luther luther vandross what about him no we don't like we don't like luther. no i like he, luther he's good for the balance he's good for the balance he's got I the mean, balance never too much was a, was a bob that i can when i come on at the cookout i'm standing up too um <laughs> so like i i don't know i just what has he what has he what has he written like has he written for other artists as well I was sad when I found out he was gay for real. Yeah. A lot of our faves. A lot of our old, a lot of your grandma's faves. Right, my mother loves him saying, like, I think she was heartbroken. She loves Tessin Lupa. But that's neither here nor there. So is there anything that, like, so I think Marcus, who is your, Jay-Z's your favorite artist of all time? Like, who's your favorite artist of all time? Uh, My favorite artist of all time is Kanye West. So, wow, great. Same. Okay, so. Great that Kanye was is both your fave. So is there anything that Kanye could do that would just pile it, like just you'll just be like fuck it, like never playing none of this music ever again? Can Kanye do what? What is that one thing that we hope that will never happen, but that he could do before you like? All right, I just gotta hang it up. I gotta block this nigga. I gotta delete the music. Like, mm. oh, is there I anything? I don't know. It's, it's gonna be tough for me because like Kanye West has kind of been. I've been rocking with him forever since forever. Like. I've pretty much loved everything and supported everything he's ever put out musically. And for me to just be, to, for me to just say like, all right, I'm never listening to Kanye West again. He might have to do something to my mom. Honestly, it's gotta be, it's gotta be that egregious for me to be like, yeah, I, I can't really listen does. To, so to, to cut off, to cut off the college dropout, you, you have to really do something. I don't know. Astronomical for me to, to not listen to the college dropout. Like that was my, not my Bible, but my Bible. I mean, that was my that college was like the, dropout. That was the soundtrack to my high school, like to my right. high school years. Like college dropout was it. That like that that was my life. And for me to be like, you know what? I can't listen to Kanye West anymore. He's gonna have to come down, <laughs> come down to my mom's house, kicking the door and punching the face. Because think I'm about like, it, you know he's what? already done some, some questionable stuff. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, about when, Trump and meeting he, with the he, dude. When, when he went to Trump Towers and he was like taking pictures, he had the blonde hair, and I was just, I was like, right. just looking at my Twitter feed and looking at the TV, like, damn, bro, why you do that? And then I just played the Life of Pablo. I'm like, sorry, man, like, I got, I mean, I, shit's still hot, man. I'm still gonna listen to it. Falling in love with Kim Kardashian. I mean, I mean I'm a Jay Z fan, so I'm like, it's really like I, I was thinking of the answer to my own question. Like, I don't think. It's really got Jay Z got to physically harm me. I think for me to to turn my back on the music, like I feel like even if Jay Z came and like physically harmed you, you'd probably look inside and be like, "Well, what did I do to deserve that?" Probably, I'm I won't even negate that though. Like I probably <laughs> immediately after, like I'm like blood's rolling down my nose. I'm like, "Well, why would he punch me in the face?" Like, I just was breathing. I was like, I probably breathed too fast, and it startled him. Like you know, shit yeah. like that. But no, I think it to me it has to be like. I don't really cancel artists like and that's why i'm like it's really weird with this r kelly shit because i'm like i just really feel bad but i'm like a lot of people that they cancel i'm like fuck like play like this this is my shit like the thing with r kelly is that it's just a wild ass story like it's like a myth he's like a walk-in like just myth like is it true is it not true like is this real this can't be real (laughs) like sex cult 
<laughs> I don't know about y'all. It's just a lot, a lot of the stuff that comes out with R. Kelly. It's just like wild. Like it's like it's unbelievable, but then it's like, oh, it's about R. Kelly, so it is believable. Like you you think it's not true, but it can only happen to uh to R. Kelly. And that's crazy. But and that's crazy, and it's so sad. And and I'm with you, Maisha. Like it's sad, but it's crazy how he's so good. That's I feel like I feel like that's the hardest part with R. Kelly is that his music is like timeless, like timeless and great. Timeless. Timeless. You hear me? Ignition remix still goes till this day. That's honestly listen, at my time at Howard, I we went used to go to this bar called Sound of the Well, and it was really like a predominantly white bar. But you know, us colored folks would show up. And they yes. would like when they see the black people, they would like play like, you know, the real popular white black music, like the Chingies right there and Tipsy and shit. But when Ignition Remix came on, it really felt like at for one however long that song is, like it was world peace. Like you don't feel any type of shit in the bar with white people when Ignition Remix come on. Because they love the whole run my hand through my fro. Like that is they shit. Like, they do that little whack dance, but yeah, whatever. A fun cool. fact though about R. Kelly is that my uncle is the one who helped him write Step in the Name of Love what? on some Chicago shit. Mm. And that nigga tried to sue R. Kelly. Oh. <laughs> he didn't pay that man. <laughs> he just put his old ass in the video and was like, here you go. But yeah, I mean, that, man, that my helps. family is legendary. Yeah, now they legendary steppers, man. That's why it's, it's hard to it's, it's, right, right? It's Step in the Name of Love. When I heard that, when I found out, I was like, yo, you a genius. I mean, that's how they do it up in Shot Town. You got to be stepping. Yeah, in. yeah. It's in a linen suit, like I cannot wait. Yeah, my uncle apparently like yo, Uncle Henry on the song. I Kelly said like Uncle Henry Love at the end. Yeah. that's my uncle. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah, nigga, can't wait to tell my grandma this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my uncle. That's my uncle. We got celebrities out here. Celebrities. Nah, not even. Not even. Nah, I just thought that was a fun fact though because R. Kelly is a biter. Um, and that leads me to my next my next question to y'all. Speaking of R. Kelly and Kanye, Kanye feels like it's okay for artists to take from other artists. How do y'all feel about that? You take my shit, I'm beating your ass. Or I'm, I... taking, or I'm taking... The will to win and life is important, but the will to prepare is vital. We out. Peace. Perfect example. Like, Cardi did the Be Careful song. And she... I'm pretty sure they took Lauren Hill's vocals first, but they cleared it with her second. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind going out of order, but at the same time, I feel like you should have that respect from the artist that you're taking from to at least give them a heads up or say something about it. But I think it's very distasteful to take something, create it, and then just throw it out. And then this person, you know, like with the, the Bickenhead thing, it got cleared through Project Pat. It got cleared through, um, you know, Juicy J and all them. They was cool with it. But the person who was actually on the song has to press play on Friday like everyone else and hear her hear her voice on a song that she don't even know if she's getting paid for. Like, I, at some point, it just has to be an open dialogue. Like, I think... Only, so, so you're saying only when it's, like, direct, only when it's, like, obvious. But what about the not-so-obvious? Like... If they don't catch it, it, then you just do it. <laughs> I'm going to take that shit. All right. I mean, that's, that's fair. That's the game. Like, I feel like, I mean, with, like, with the Ox. Like, Drake, I feel like Drake is a biter. He's a low-key biter. Jay-Z, I mean, Jay-Z had, had a moment where he was doing a lot of biting, too. Yeah. I think, I think he, but I think he, I think he put more effort into it than Drake, because Drake will just take the whole verse. And Jay-Z will probably, like, take a part, 
and then like switch up like eight words so it sounds different it's like oh yeah i'm just like hyping my brother up or whatever but like drake will literally take the whole verse and you like 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 for free the song with uh um dj khaled like he literally took the whole verse yeah well, I, I, I do remember I, I think it was on j cole's uh um for souls drive the last song he was talking about that he was saying like you know as artists you make art to inspire people and if someone's inspired by your art to make their own then they should be able to do that when it comes to like clearing samples and i feel like if you if you pay them if you go through the proper channels like i i don't have an issue with with artists sampling that was when it comes to like just biting people's style you know and not being your own person just trying to copy someone else. I mean, pe- people see right through that. You know what I'm saying? Like Iggy Azalea shows up and we like, okay, that's not, that's not who you are. Like, we don't, we don't believe that. So no ghostwriting. So no ghostwriting is, we still. Go- ghostwriting is. Ghostwriting. We haven't evolved to accept it. But it depends on, it depends on the song. If you're, if it's a ghost, if it's a ghost written song that you portray as something that happened to you or like something that had that was personal to you and it actually wasn't then i think i'd have an issue with that but if you're if someone ghost writes like a you know a radio hit for you then i feel like that's fine i don't i feel like at this point we have to because i realized once that meek and drake shit happened and niggas just kind of shoot off the fact that meek was saying drake don't write his shit he claiming to be the best rapper but he don't write his shit and niggas was like Okay, whatever. Like we at that moment when we let Drake slide, like we have to come together as a culture to realize ghostwriting is fine. Ghostwriting is what's saving hip hop. If if we want to put that as a hot take, like if it wasn't for the ghostwriter, where would we be right now as far as radio? A world full of Kendricks. Exactly. Do you want to hear that in the club when you when this fight when you had your long goddamn day full of work and. You, I mean, a week full of work, and you go out to your local bar or your club, and you trying to turn up and hear nice little music. You trying to hear that every time the DJ spends some shit on. But at some point, what, what, like you know, what about your creativity of creating your own from nothing? See, people create personas, not necessarily the music. Like we're we're at the point now that we're not fucking with the music. Like Drake could come out right now and just be like breathing on eighteen tracks, and it will still be the number one streamed album on iTunes. Because yeah. we're in love with the artists, not what they're providing. Like I tell people all the time, I'm a Jay-Z stan, but I'm gonna tell you when it's shit trash. Because I feel like as an art, like as a fan, that's what we owe them. Like we pay a lot of money to go concerts and stream pay for these streaming services, but we owe it to them to be like, look, this shit weak. You gotta start over. Like uh when Beyonce did that deja vu video, I tweeted about this like a week ago. When De- when deja vu came out. Cause the song was iffy. It's still iffy to me. Like I, I get it. Shout out to the hive. Still an iffy song for me. But when that video came out, the, I distinctively remember the beehive. Like, uh, uh-uh, this not gonna work. Reshoot the video. Like they created petitions for her to redo it. Did she redo it? No. But to me, it spoke a lot at that time about the hive. It was just like, you're not about to give us mediocre shit and expect for me to pay two or three hundred. But they accepted the Seven Eleven. I mean, how could you? <laughs> No, that was like that's high. some IP shit. This was some industry point shit. Cause like you, certain songs that you know that you've like heard and you probably know the words to, it's because the radio plays it out or where you're at. They like just bump a song. It's a song out right now by uh, Stefan Don with Frick, I think with French Montana on it. 
They play this shit on the radio every single, and I have XM and I have my regular radio. I got all the streaming services. So sometimes, you know, you just want to hear what XM got coming out and they're playing constantly. And I'm like, this is an industry plant song. Like you're, you're going to beat this song in my head so much that I got to play it. Like I got to go run it back just to hear it. Cause I heard it all day today. Exactly. So that's what 7-Eleven was a trap song. (laughs) Yeah. But the Hive accepted it though. That's what I'm saying. They, they they okayed that they loved it and I'm just like that was a trash trash but it was a phenomenon I mean I well whatever there's certain artists that are just gonna do numbers regardless but um we could talk about music all day and all night honestly like the way that we're going it could (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this conversation could go on for another couple of hours but we're gonna have to to wrap it up here I uh I appreciate Summertime Shy coming on and uh, yes, dropping yes, some sir. wisdom, dropping some knowledge. If you want to. Real, real quick, this time for you, 706. You said you didn't like Deja Vu? No, it's not one of my favorite Beyonce songs. The baseline, that song is crazy. That's like, the bass. That's the same album where she put Upgrade, upgrade You on. You telling me, like, we can have I that. I didn't like baby. the album. Yeah, I didn't like that album. You don't like B Day? No. I'm not a big fan of any of her albums. We got listen. But... We clearly got to bring her back for the Beehive. Four, yeah, because it... no, four is her best album. But you, you said you don't like Beehive. It's her best album vocally. Nah. I'm not. I'm not a Beehive. Uh, hey, she's an amazing performer, but that's a whole nother discussion. There, oh wow, we there, are there a whole nother time. Hang it up for me. For there, is, there is another discussion to be had about like. Do Beyonce and Jay Z make good music together? Wow, that is that's what I was trying to come for my nigga solo. I was like, hold up, that could be a discussion to be had because, like, we're gonna bring summertime back. Yeah, we definitely, definitely gotta bring it back. I'm taking the dreams to soccer field, Beyonce's. And you're wrong. Well, we keep tweeting this hot take, and we don't give a fuck about it. I'm out, we don't respect it. Yeah, but we appreciate a uh, uh, summertime shot coming through, dropping some knowledge, sharing some history of, of Chicago up there. Um, what was your uh, your website again? Uh, TheMixUpReview.com. Uh, you can check me out. I got some fire playlists on the website. Of course, music reviews, all new music, good music only. Um, hopefully, I got a chance to see what kind of music I listen to. Um, but yeah, no, hit me up, summertime shot, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. For sure, for sure. Tribbles. I mean, if you're if you've listened to this podcast before, you already know Tribbles. I'm gonna find her. I'm gonna give it to her again. It's it's give it to him again. It's underscore tribbles. That's two B's and a Z at the end. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Um summertime said my government. So if y'all want to try to learn how to spell it and find me on Facebook, you can. I mean, I probably won't accept you. I don't really accept people on Facebook. And yeah, follow the Ox DJ. Great playlist on Apple Music. Um, We're going to try to get summertime to you know, yeah, get us, I'm some, get us some I'm exclusive. Waiting. Get us some exclusive. I'm waiting. For... I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah, we can get bless us. So, um, yeah, do that. Follow me. Shout out to all of my friends that I'm gonna make listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. All right, make sure you guys uh subscribe to the committee podcast. Um, you can add us at the committee podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you like what we're talking about, keep on listening because we're we're here to talk about the stuff that y'all want to hear. So. You know, if you got some music you want to hear reviewed, uh, check out the website, check out the podcast. We got what you need, man, every Monday. We got what you need. And we out.
That was, a, that was a terrible. I'm terrible at, at outros. This is the worst. Yeah, outros is kind of hard to do. Yeah, just to try to wrap it up. It's like, how do you wrap it up? How do you, you end this? That's why Southreese should have wrapped it up. Southreese is a wrapper. Up. <laughs> that's what I thought. Look, I thought, look, I thought look, it was coming so in I'm, to wrap I'm, it up. I'm gonna shut it down. I'm gonna shut it down. All right. So again, it's boy Southreese seven six. The will to win. Not you. Did, you messed it up. See, <laughs> I'm trying to wrap it up our, with our new, our new outro phrase. The will to win a life is important, but the will to prepare is vital. We out. Peace. I like that. So easy. So easy. <laughs> he, he does it so effortlessly. Just like, flawless. Oh. Like.